Good morning. I think you guys can do better than that. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. That's more like it. All right, because it's Youth Sunday, that means it's one of the few times of the year they actually let me up here. Um, but um, we, hopefully you got a little, a little taste of what happens uh, on a Wednesday night at Velocity Student Ministries. is essentially, essentially that, um, maybe a little bit more crazy and less civilized than it was this morning. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm excited to uh, get to share with you this morning. If you will look on the screen, this lovely lady is a girl named Joy Butcher. Uh, she's a short little redhead, originally from the great state of Georgia. Um, she is currently uh, out planting a brand new church uh, in Idaho. Uh, she is a girl that truly loves uh, Jesus with all her heart, and it shows um, in how she lives her life, how she loves people, how she loves Jesus, um, and how she lives her life on a daily basis. Uh, I think that she is one of the best women I've ever met in my life. And in fact, I think that she was so great um, that I decided to put a ring on it. You can go to that next picture. There we go. Look at that. Oh, look at that happy couple. Um, you know, as I've gone through this process of, of dating Joy and getting engaged, and, and now as we begin to uh, prepare uh, for this journey of marriage, one of the things that I'm constantly uh, reminded of, and one of the things that God continually shows me through this whole process is that God is faithful and that God is good. God has seen, seen it good that he... Uh, has seen fit to call me into marriage with the greatest woman I've ever met. It blows my mind uh, that I that I get this privilege and this honor, um, and it's it's pretty amazing. And I'm excited to see what God has in store for our future. But this morning is what I want to do is leave you with that simple reminder: is that God is good. Now, you may be thinking, this is kind of a, a basic concept. How can we actually uh, cover this on a Sunday morning? But here's the thing is, I think that, that this idea that God is good, I think a lot of times we think that it's such a basic concept that we miss it, or we forget it. It's, it, it's not a very challenging concept for us to wrap our minds around. I mean, we've been, we've been taught this ever since we were in Sunday school that God is good. It seems like one of, the, one of the basic things that you first learn about God is that God is good. But I think that, that so often, I think we, we, we miss it. We forget this because it seems so basic to us. Sadly, many of us have become numb to the idea or we become numb to this phrase that God is good. We, we've heard it so many times that we've, we've kind of just forgotten about it. And the sad thing is that it usually takes these, these big moments in our life, like getting engaged or getting a new job or having a kid or getting a new car or whatever it is that it 
that excites you. Um, but it's usually only in those, those big, overwhelming moments that we suddenly remember, oh yeah, God really is good. But I think that a lot of times we end up, we end up missing this concept in, in our small, everyday walks. We, we've forgotten this, this old church saying that, that God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I think we, we just kind of, sometimes we forget to just stop and remember that God is truly good. I think it's, it's fur, further, it's, it's compounded by um, this problem that we are habitually negative people. We are people that love to focus on the bad. We love to focus on the problems. We love to focus on the trials. We love to focus on the drama. I mean, just scroll across your Facebook feed for a few minutes if you don't believe me, and you can find quite enough negativity to do in your life. Look, look, at, what, look at what sells the news. Disasters, uh, money problems, scandals, shootings, wars. You know, every, everything under the sun that, that feeds this endless cycle of, of negativity, of feeding off the problems, of, of concentrating on the bad. I mean, if we're honest, like, if we, when you get done watching the news in the morning or at night, have you ever, like, finished watching the news, like, man, I was really encouraged today. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> because all the, our negativity, our, our habitually, uh, our habit to, to focus on the bad is what sells the news, and it keeps feeding us. I mean, nowadays, all we have to do is start a conversation with somebody about politics, and in, in zero to 60, your, your blood pressure is a lot higher than it was a minute ago. We are, we are surrounded by, constantly bombarded by a world of, of negativity and bitterness and, and arguing and problems. And if we're not careful, we get, we get sucked into it just like everybody else. We, we become these negative, bitter people that love to focus on all the problems. We love to focus on all the wrong things. Here's a problem, let's focus on it. And if we're, and if we're honest, many of us feel like it's been a long time since we've been what we would call happy or, or content. It's been a long time since we thought we were, man, I'm a happy person. Like, when's the last time you thought that? But here's the, here's the problem. I'll put it up on the screen. Is that the more we get distracted by the bad, the more we forget the goodness of God. Because that's how it works. You can't, you can't live your life focused on two opposite things. You can't live your life focused on good and evil. You can't live your life focused on War and peace, I mean, they're, they're two completely opposite concepts. Because God is, if God is truly good, the more we focus on the bad, the more we lose our concentration on God. Because the more we get distracted by the bad, the more we forget the goodness of God. And, and Satan would like nothing better than for us to be trapped in this endless cycle of concentrating on all the problems, of concentrating on the negativity and the bad stuff in our lives and, and all the bad stuff in the world around us. Because the more we concentrate on that, the more we're forgetting who God is in our life. 
the more we're forgetting who God is as a person, by his nature, the more we get wrapped up in all the wrong things. Because here's the thing. A, a distracted Christian is an ineffective Christian. Because the more we get distracted by the bad, the more we forget the goodness of God. And the more we forget the goodness of God, the less effective Christians we become. You turn with me to the book of James, being chapter 1 today, verses 16 through 18. James chapter 1, verses 16 through 18 says, Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. This is not, this is not one of those, let's, let's just ignore all the problems and let's, let's do away with all the bad stuff. Let's just simply ignore it and not even pay attention to it. Because if we look at the context of this verse, I mean, look at, look at James chapter 1. He says, Consider it pure, uh, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Moving on, he says, brothers in, in humble circumstances, you who are poor, you who have no money. Again, he says, blessed are you who, who perseveres under trial. The verse is preceding this. He says, when you're, when you're tempted. He, this verse is coming after, here's all the things that you struggle with. Whether it's finances, temptation, whether it's being bombarded by all this stuff. It's not that you ignore it. But don't be deceived. Don't lose focus of who God is in the midst of it. Verse 17 says that every good and perfect gift is from above. Well, how often do we forget that simple concept? That, that everything good in our lives is, is a gift from God? That the fact that you have a, a roof over your head, the fact that you have loving family members, the fact that you're breathing, the fact that we have oxygen. I mean, you can go on and on and on. The fact that every, literally every good aspect of your life is a gift from God. It says it right there, plain and simple. Every good and perfect gift is from God. Have you ever heard the, the children's prayer that says, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. This, is, this simple prayer seems to get it. Because you see that phrase where it says, God is good. Let us thank him. See, if we look at, at the context of this verse, especially these ones on temptation where he says, let no one say that God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. See, he's not saying that, that we should remember God's goodness because of the stuff that we have. But we should remember that God is good by his very nature. That God is in himself good. And all the gifts in your life are a reflection of that. They're a way to help us remember who God is. 
They're a way to help us remember the goodness of God. See, it's not, it's not simply being thankful for what we have. It's about remembering the never-failing goodness of God. Last part of 17, he says, um, the father of heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. Guys, the, the goodness of God never changes. It, it's part of who he is as his, as his nature. It, it's more than just remembering the goodness of God because of what we have, but remembering the goodness of God because of who he is. Because if we remember God purely based on our circumstances, then we're not going to remember God all that often. I mean, take finances, for, for instance. Like, money is like magic. One minute, gone the next. Now you see it, now you don't. I don't know how your guys' bank account works, but that's how mine works. Here it is, now it's gone. And, and, if, and, if, your, and if your idea of the goodness of God is based on, well, your financial gain, then a lot of us might be in trouble. I might be in trouble. Um, but, but no matter your circumstances... No matter what happens in your life, that God remains God. And God remains good. End of story. The goodness of God is something that we can truly rest our hearts and souls in. That God, by his very nature, God himself is good. That's something you can rest your life on. And that's something that should... That's something that should grant us peace. Uh, Psalm 34, verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. See, the psalmist here, he gets it. He says, it's not a, it's not a theoretical knowing that God is good, but an experiential kind of knowing that I have truly felt and experienced the goodness of God. It's like, it's like a donut. How many of you guys like donuts? I love donuts. They're like my kryptonite when it comes to unhealthy food. I love donuts. They're the best. But see, all of y'all know that donuts are delicious. But there's a difference between understanding that a donut is delicious and actually putting a donut in your mouth and experiencing the taste of a donut See, that's a whole different kind of knowing. That's why the psalmist says, taste and see. Because you can understand logically, theoretically, that a donut is delicious, but it's a whole different level when you put that in your mouth and you experience the incredible flavor of fried pastry dough in your mouth. <laughs> right? That's a whole different level. But let me ask you this. When is the last time that you've taken the time to taste and see that the Lord is good in the same way? See, I think we're, we're people that we get so distracted by the negative. We get so distracted by our problems that we forget that God is good all the time. And the, and the more that we get distracted by the bad, the more we forget the goodness of God. But I hope that we can be people who can begin to understand this concept of, of tasting of seeing, of experiencing that the Lord is good. Of being people that can, that can rest our hearts and souls on that. Of saying that no matter what, 
no matter what happens to me, no matter what my bank account looks like, that no matter what, God remains good. End of story. And, and can you just like imagine the, the difference it would make in our lives if, if we lived that on a daily basis? If we, if we remember that God is good and we actually live like it? I mean, if we were people that lived differently than, than that, that constant cycle of negativity of problems and trials that is so prevalent in the world around us. If we were people that just lived like God was good, we would be people that look super different. But how would that change? I don't know. How would that change your work environment? How would that change your family dynamics? How would that change the way that you treat the cashier lady at Walmart? Because if we truly taste and see that the Lord is good, that has the, the potential to change our lives. Because all of a sudden, the goodness in our lives is not based on circumstances. It's not based on what we have, but it's based on who God is. And God is good all the time. That never changes. We have such a tendency to get distracted by the truly unimportant things that we forget the simple fact that God is good. God is good all the time, always. And I hope we can be people that live like it. So this morning what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple minutes. We're going to turn down the lights, play a little soft music. But now is your chance to just simply remember the fact that God is good. Don't just think about it, but ask, ask him if he would let you experience it, if you would taste it, if you would see it this morning, the how, how good God truly is in your life. Take a few minutes. Spend some time with God.